0: I'm Neo. Welcome into the Skeptic Arena. Today an essay by Wintery Knight entitled, Does God's Omniscience Conflict with Human Free Will? After nearly falling asleep halfway through Knight's essay, I managed to reach the comment section where the action perked me up. There was one comment by a rational person which was then attacked by four desperate ghost worshippers attempting to defend Knight's nonsense. First, the comment from the rational guy, Nero Prof. Nero Prof wrote, Actually, it is the logic of the respondents which is lacking. The father who knows his son will take the cookie is not omniscient. The analogy is flawed. It is bait and switch. Determinism, the opposite of free will, states that an outcome is guaranteed by some pre-existent conditions. Because God is all-knowing, God has complete knowledge of the conditions in place prior to a human being making a decision. If God knows the relationship of those preconditions to the decision, and if God's predictions are infallible, then humans are denied free will. Therefore, either John is wrong or Deuteronomy is wrong. Or both could be wrong. They simply cannot both be right. Neuroprof, nice work. And I would go with both being wrong. Now for the pathetic flurry of retorts from Ghost Worshippers. First commenter. TMD, he begins by quoting NeuroProf. If God knows the relationship of those preconditions to the decision, and if God's predictions are infallible, then humans are denied free will. To which TMD replies, that is question begging. TMD, NeuroProf's conclusion, humans are denied free will, followed directly from his two premises. Question begging occurs when one assumes their conclusion in their premise. TMD. Spending 10 minutes on a Wikipedia logic page isn't going to cut it, as your embarrassing misunderstanding of a fallacy just proved. All you really accomplished was to set yourself on fire. TMD continues under determinism conditions determine an outcome that is to say that given a certain set of conditions the outcome must happen and cannot happen in any other way foreknowledge is to say that God knows what will happen and that it will not happen in any other way those two statements are completely different to say that something must happen is to say that it will happen but the reverse is not true TMD If God knows something is going to happen, how could it not? TMD. Checkmate. He continues, We make claims all the time about what will happen in the future. For example, a presidential election. But nobody is saying that their predicted outcome must happen. TMD, do you ever bother to think before you type? What do our claims have to do with God's foreknowledge or determinism? He wrote, will is a different concept from must and does not entail it. TMD, you said entail. You know the lingo, dude. You just haven't got a clue how to use it. Like I said, ten minutes ain't gonna cut it. Now the next ghost worshipper steps into the batter's box. He goes by the name Mike B. and says, NeuroProf, you have a point that the cookie analogy falls apart since a dad does not know with the certainty that God does regarding what is going to happen. He only has a really good idea. Mike B., how come you didn't address that to your fellow ghost worshipper, TMD? He's the one who is confused on the issue. Mike B. continues, However, knowing, even with certainty, is still not causing. Mike B., can you quote where NeuroProf said that? Because if you can't, you have created a straw man argument. He wrote, A good example is you know that some event happened in the past. You did not cause these events to happen but you still know with certainty that they happen. No, might be, you don't. You believe that some event happened in the past. You can even be extremely certain that it happened, but you cannot know with certainty that it happened. Now, he writes, God, being outside of time, might be, now you're just spouting creationist nonsense. The phrase, outside of time, is meaningless drivel. You can't explain what it means because that phrase has no meaning. He continues, God knows the future the way we know the past. Mike B., how do you know that? Is that in the Bible? Did God tell you when you were down on your prayer mat? He wrote, he knows with certainty what will happen without determining it or causing it. Mike B. Even if that were true, the point that NeuroProf was making was that if God knows with certainty what will happen, then it is impossible for us to change or affect it. Hence, no free will. So it doesn't matter whether or not he caused it. Nice distraction technique, Mike B., but it failed. Next commenter, Lovely LeBlanc7. I remember my pastor saying that just because God predetermines doesn't mean he predestines predetermination and predestination are two different things lovely if you ever find yourself near a dictionary highly unlikely I know you will discover that they are not two different things they are synonyms so your pastor is provably wrong and you are wrong for spreading misinformation when all you had to do was take two minutes to look it up before embarrassing yourself on the internet. Lovely continues, predetermination is contingent upon already knowing the decision that we will make out of our own free will since God is not bound by time. Lovely, see Neuroprof's explanation to learn why your reference to Our own free will is wrong and the phrase God is not bound by time is complete gibberish as I explained to Mike B you can't explain it because it has no meaning and now for our final contestant right-wing nuts and bolts who wrote actually the Bible does not ascribe free will to all people right-wing good point The pharaoh certainly didn't get to exercise free will when God hardened his heart. Right wing continues. It states that there is no one who seeks God or to do his will under his or her own power. Only when God has quickened the person with his spirit can there be any possibility of choosing to follow God. Right wing. I guess that explains Muslims and Hindus, huh? I wonder if he'll ever... Quicken them, or just let them burn. Right wing continues. Some may argue that one doesn't need the spirit in order to do good works, to make a right choice instead of a wrong one. Hey, right wing, that's me. I would argue that. Continuing. But that fails to see God's understanding of what constitutes a good work. Right wing. I've seen some of the things in the Bible that God considers good work and I wasn't impressed remember in Hosea chapter 13 verse 16 when he ordered his goons to murder all the women in the city including their innocent fetuses he obviously considered that good work but what is more interesting is that you do too don't you right wing of course you do You ghost worshippers wouldn't dare to criticize any evil that your invisible ghost does, no matter how horrible and inhuman. Right-wing wrote, motivation is essential in God's eyes. Without the spirit, no one can come to God. They may honor God with their lips, but their hearts will be far from him. And out of the heart proceeds all kinds of wickedness. Right-wing, and as history proves, Much of that wickedness has been motivated by holy books. Right wing said, another thing that is standing in our way is that we cannot understand what it's like to live beyond the third dimension. Right wing, that might be because no one has proven that there is anything beyond the third dimension. Right wing said, the reason God can see the end of all things is because he is outside of time and not bound by it. Right-wing, now you're just spouting nonsense like the others. First, define time. Then try to explain how anything, even your invisible ghosts, could be outside of time. You might as well be speaking in tongues for all the sense you're making. Right-wing said, our finite beings cannot fathom how this can be. Right-wing, and yet you feel competent enough to tell us about it. How did you come by this knowledge? Does the Bible say that God is outside of time? Because as far as I can tell, you people are just making all this crap up. And right wing concludes by saying, but only in this way could we understand how God knows all things without resorting to determinism. Right wing, in what way? You said in this way, what way? Now you're making about as much sense as TMD did earlier and here's my summary here are four people who were given a good explanation by a commenter named Neural Prof but refused to accept it because it contradicted their religious beliefs so all four tried to defend their imaginary friend with nonsense and these comments were the sad result and now we move to the science segment today's story A patent has been granted for an inflatable space elevator. A Canadian company has been granted a United States patent for the design of a 20 kilometer high tower that would stand more than 20 times higher than the world's current tallest building and would act as a launch pad for spaceflight. While outer space proper is considered to begin around 100 kilometers, This tower is just beyond the 19 kilometer Armstrong limit, the point at which atmospheric pressure is so low that your bodily fluids would boil off without a protective suit. The freestanding space tower concept is held rigid by pressurized gas and would allow spacecraft and people to be lifted to a level in the atmosphere requiring less force to launch. Promoters say that the tower would utilize completely reusable hardware and save more than 30% of the fuel of a conventional rocket. Astronauts would ascend to the top by electrical elevator. From the top of the tower, spaceplanes will be able to launch in a single stage to orbit, returning to the top of the tower for refueling and reflight. Landing on a barge at sea level is a great demonstration but landing at 12 miles above sea level will make spaceflight more like taking a passenger jet. Last year a Japanese company announced long-term plans to work toward a far more ambitious goal a tower 96,000 kilometers high that's one quarter of the way to the moon. And now we move to the final segment of the show famous quotes. Today we have an anonymous quote. If I made a million tiny robots and programmed them to love me, worship me, sing songs praising me, and to weep at the sight of my perfection, you'd call me at least twisted. If, however, I made a million tiny robots with free will and then demanded they love me, worship me, sing songs about me weep at the sight of my perfection and threaten them with eternal torment if they chose not to you'd call me a god are you ready